Welcome to the BreastCancer.org podcast, the podcast that brings you the latest information on breast cancer research, treatments, side effects, and survivorship issues through expert interviews, as well as personal stories from people affected by breast cancer. Here's your host, BreastCancer.org Senior Editor, Jamie DiPolo. Hello, as always, thanks for listening. Our guest is Dr. Brian Wojciechowski, who practices medical oncology in Delaware County, Pennsylvania at Riddle, Taylor, and Crozer Hospitals, and also serves as BreastCancer.org's medical advisor. A native of South Philadelphia, he trained at Temple University School of Medicine and Lankenau Medical Center. Dr. Wojciechowski is a sought-after speaker on the topics of medical ethics and the biology of cancer. In September 2019, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration released a statement warning that the CDK4-6 inhibitors used to treat breast cancer, which are Ibrantz, which has a chemical name of palpocyclib, Kiskali, which has a chemical name of ribocyclib, and Verzenio, which has a chemical name of abomacyclib, may cause rare but serious inflammation in the lungs. Dr. Wojo joins us to talk about these side effects and what it means for people who are being treated with a CDK4-6 inhibitor. Dr. Wojo, welcome to the podcast. Great to be back on, Jamie. Thank you. So to start, uh, can you tell us how the CDK4-6 inhibitors are used to treat certain breast cancers? Sure. The CDK4-6 inhibitors are a newer class of drugs. I wouldn't call them chemotherapy, but they are definitely anti-cancer drugs. They're more targeted therapy, but some of our patients may hear them referred to as chemotherapy, sort of in a colloquial sense. And there's nothing wrong with that. They definitely are serious drugs. They're expensive drugs. And they have some, you know, they have potential side effects that are life-changing. So while they're not technically chemotherapy, they are certainly in that same general category in terms of, you know, we're not talking about aspirin or Tylenol here. These are serious drugs. And, And how are they used to treat breast cancer? Well, these drugs are approved for metastatic. ER positive, HER2 negative breast cancer, and they can be used up front. Some of them can be used in subsequent lines of therapy. And they've pretty much become the standard of care for these patients because of dramatically improved progression-free survival and overall survival. Which is great. But now what about this lung inflammation? What, what do we know about it? Um, how come it was noticed just recently? Well, these drugs have been in in clinical trials for for years, and the FDA just put out this warning in September of this year. The fact of the matter is it's a very rare side effect, and when you have a side effect that is so rare, it may not come to light in the initial trial phases. Some of these these rare side effects only come to light after the drugs have been released to market and suddenly used in hundreds of thousands of patients. So I think it's just the uncommon, the uncommon nature of this side effect that has let it has led us to find out about it just recently and not sooner. And do we know how the CDK four six inhibitors cause this lung inflammation? I would say not precisely, Jamie. Now, drug induced lung inflammation or interstitial lung disease is not a new thing. It's been around for a while, and there's many other drugs that can cause it. And what we think happens is somehow the drug gets into the lung tissue and is directly toxic to the lung tissue and and somehow damages the tissue. And when that damage occurs, the body's natural response is to bring in 
inflammatory cells, repair cells, and those cause inflammation, which is basically the, the tissue's angry, your own immune system is coming in, releasing cy things called cytokines and these factors that increase inflammation. And, you know, inflammation is, 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 uh, results in swelling and, and fever and, and that sort of thing, and that damages the lungs. So how is this lung inflammation treated? Well, the, the way it's generally treated is, number one, to hold the drug, and number two, to decrease inflammation. So we give anti-inflammatory drugs, most commonly steroids like prednisone or decadron or dexamethasone. These are some of the drugs that the patients might might be familiar with. If that doesn't help, then you know you, you kind of take it up a notch and give give drugs that are that, that actually directly suppress the immune system. Some of the, the, these cases have been very severe, and some deaths have actually been reported. Okay. Now, have you seen this in your practice so far? I've not seen it with any of the CDK4-6 inhibitors yet. I have seen it with other drugs in the past. And most of the time, if you recognize it promptly and stop the drug in time and start steroids, that then patients can be just fine. Okay. So that's a good lead into my last question is, what should patients be on the lookout for if they are being treated with a CDK4-6 inhibitor and they're kind of concerned about this side effect? Is, are there certain symptoms patients should be on the lookout for? I think any symptoms relating to the lungs and the pulmonary system, so shortness of breath, discomfort when breathing, cough, that sort of thing, you know, bearing in mind that those symptoms are nonspecific and that could be a, that that could also be a sign of someone has a cold or someone has the flu or or even COPD or emphysema if there was a smoking history. And you know, it is a rare side effect, so it's not the first it's not the most likely diagnosis when someone on one of these drugs gets short of breath, but it is something that has to be on patients and, and doctors' radar. So I would encourage patients listening, if you're on these drugs, if you notice any kind of symptoms with regard to your breathing, cough, shortness of breath, that sort of thing, to call your doctor right away. Excellent. Dr. Brian, thank you so much. This has been really helpful. Thank you, Jamie. It's my pleasure. Thank you for listening to the breastcancer.org podcast. Please subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. To share your thoughts about this or any episode, email us at podcast at breastcancer.org or leave feedback on the podcast episode landing page on our website. And remember, you can find a lot more information about breast cancer at breastcancer.org. And you can connect with thousands of people affected by breast cancer by joining our online community.